welcome to episode 427 of Fly Away. Over the past few years, we've been reminded time and again how much the world relies on travel. From supporting local economies to learning about new cultures, the experience that travel provides helps to make our world smaller and bring us closer together. Here at Outlander Travel, we've been proud to be a small part of bringing that to you through our weekly podcast. My name is Sandy, and this week I am joined by fellow Outlander Travel agents, Lindsay, Donna, and George. Have you ever found yourself in the midst of one vacation already mentally planning out exactly what you would like to do next time if you only had more time? London is one of those magical cities that no matter how many times you visit, there is always a new way to experience it. This past spring, Lindsay found herself with a little over a week to spare between work trips and took advantage of the opportunity to revisit London on her very first official workcation. With the understanding that she would maintain a semi-regular workday from the hotel and would squeeze in sightseeing and fun where she could, she impulsively bought tickets to Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella, booked air and hotel, and somehow resisted the deeply ingrained urge to pre-plan every single day. (laughs) And she headed to London with no real agenda, and she is here to share her adventure with us. So let's get started. So week in London with no plans, really? (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah it was hard I really wanted to book like I, I looked up all these tours I, I wanted to do this one and this one and this one and, and then I remembered that I was trying to do this homework balance thing right yeah because I mean if I guess if we should say like talk about why you did that because you had two kind of close work trips right and it didn't make yeah. sense to fly home yeah, yeah. and and uh financially just did not make sense to spend that much on a plane ticket to come home for what would have amounted to just less than a week in between um yeah. and I didn't feel like it, I felt like it would be more disruptive to my working traveling schedule that I because when you you do what we do we kind of get into a little bit of a rhythm um, sometimes it works out better than others. Uh, sometimes if technology is cooperative, <laughs> it can go quite smoothly. And then the exact opposite can be the same too. So I felt it might be better to be somewhere where I had solid Wi-Fi. I had a couple important client meetings and some issues I was trying to get resolved for people. So I knew I needed to spend quite a bit of time on a solid um, solid phone and solid internet connection. And, uh, and then I also didn't want to waste uh, an opportunity to maybe explore part of a city. I didn't want to go somewhere I hadn't been to at all before mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't trust myself <laughs> to <laughs> not get distracted and, um, and, and really just turn it into a vacation vacation. Uh, so this was a good compromise. I, and, and I will say the, the first hotel I stayed at, the one at Kings Cross Station, the Great Northern, um, was the absolute perfect for me property. Um, this is, uh, it's got a lot of history to it. It's the, the old train, um, was boarding house before, but I guess now it's still train boarding house, but (laughs) it's a boutique hotel and they're, um, they, they're actually a local brewery there that makes, uh, uh, an IPA that is, uh, just specifically for that railway hotel. There's a cute bar there. There's a very nice restaurant. It used to be Plum and Spilt Milk, and now I think it's called Rails, um, which I smelled amazing. I didn't get to eat there because I didn't have reservations, but we'll get no. to that. Um, you need reservations? Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, I left for this trip. This was completely uh, unplanned. I had 
one thing in mind I wanted to do. I bought a ticket to, as soon as they announced uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber Cinderella. I knew I wanted to see it. And I was, this is my truly the driving force in picking London between uh, trips was that I wanted to go see that show. Um, and then anything else was going to be icing on the cake. And I managed to not only see Cinderella once, but I actually bought another ticket and saw it again. Oh, wow. You must have really liked it. <laughs> it, was, it was really, really good. Um, it was really good. And I had splurged. That was probably the most expensive of the tickets that, that I bought. Where I want to talk a little bit about the pricing. Because if you are a theater person and you're listening to this and your experience is going, if you've been lucky and fortunate enough to go to Broadway or even some of the off-Broadway shows in, uh, in some of the major cities, I've, I've been fortunate enough to see um, shows in Chicago and in Seattle, of course, here, um, as well as on Broadway, they can get quite pricey. Um, And theater in London, I feel like is this, for someone who loves to go to a show and and has been known to spend way more than they should on Hamilton tickets, we won't discuss that, but basically I could have seen all five of the shows I saw. There's five shows. Let me see. I saw... Mousetrap and Juliet, the play that go, uh, that goes wrong, six and Cinderella, and I saw Cinderella twice. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six shows, essentially, um, for less than I spent on Hamilton tickets. <laughs> yeah, my dad said he could have had like a house payment if he'd have sold his Hamilton tickets because yeah. he bought them a little bit early. Um, and yeah, so to go to go into that, it's about sixty pounds on average a show. Uh, the one exception was the Cinderella, which I did pay a hundred and I think it was $140 in advance for, but I got the gold VIP um, service, which you get your little snacks and your drink in the middle of intermission and they bring it to you. And the, I don't want to give away too much, but the show's not there anymore. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the stage rotates. So we start off the show up until the ball um, and then once they, once you come back from um, intermission and they're in the ball, uh, the stage has rotated. Now the audience that's in front of you is now on the other side and the stage is in the center in between the two first sections of the audience. And it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in any theater performance or musical performance. And when I say they were so close when they were dancing, I could see the stitching on their costumes and they were swishing and I could have just reached out and touched. It was just that incredibly close. And, um, the, the smell of the makeup and the, it was, it was such a cool experience worth every, every penny. So um, this yeah. was about a year ago. You said it's already not there anymore. Um, I believe there was some drama with it closing early. Oh. And let me just double check my entitlement because it was such a great show. Um, is it coming to Broadway? Do you know? I don't know. I hope it does. I think Anne Juliet has or is in the process of coming. And that was that was such a sleeper for me. I knew I, I, I went going, I'm going to see Cinderella. And then I had a, in my mind, I kind of wanted to see Six. But at the time, I was still supposed to go to New York and um, see it with a friend of mine. So I was a little mixed emotions about that. But I ended up going to see see it there. Oh, it is still showing. I guess they must have brought it back. I know for a while there was a little bit, it was closed for a, a little bit, but if you get a chance to see it, it's it's phenomenal. Um, I love Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, he wasn't my f- favorite um, composer. I was more of, always more of a, a 
Gershwin girl or but, uh, the, <laughs> you're getting very theater geeky getting here right very now. <laughs> theater geeky. Yeah. So yeah. uh um yeah, this this show was incredible. The music, I fell in love with the music right away. I like the new modern spin on Cinderella. I think it needed the story needed an update and I think it was very very well done and the cast was was wonderful. Um, and a, a friend of mine had recommended, one of the friends I met on uh, on the first work, work trip I was there for, uh, we were on a river cruise together, and she had recommended highly that I go see Anne Juliet. If you, don't, if you go to London and you're only going to see a few things, you only have time to see a few things, she was very adamant that I see a play gone wrong, Anne Juliet, and Mousetrap. And I think she was 100% right, because I, I don't think any experience... It's, you know, with, for anyone who's a theater lover to not see the classics there would, I think, have been a, uh, a mistake. Um, so going to see the Mousetrap was kind of that iconic theater experience that I'd always thought it would be. See, I need to talk to my daughter because she's over there for school, and I don't think she's seen anything yet. Like, there's, it's so cheap. Sandy, seriously, I mean, D6, 62 pounds. Um, and I know I could have gotten these for less. I think I paid 60 something for Anne Juliet, 60 something. And I was all in D, E, B. I was in really good seats in all of these. Yeah. And the theaters are smaller. They have this beautiful history to them. Um, the Mousetrap, the St. Martin's Theater, where the Mousetrap is, is, is very iconic. Um, the Shaxbury Theater, I got to see the, the play goes on in the Duchess. Um, six that is in the Vaudeville Theater. Um, and Cinderella was in the Julian Lynn theater, but this, see, and I, I think cool. seeing six in London is kind of cooler than seeing it yeah. in New York. Because, oh, way, way know, cooler. Yeah, yeah. And, and all of the, all of the settings in the theaters are smaller. They're more intimate, but you, I feel like you have more access to the actual show and to the performers. A lot of those, uh, you know, a lot of my, my experience in theater seeing it in the U.S. is was, oh, you have to get closer. You can't see anything. You're going to be in these nosebleed seats and you're going to. Mm -hmm. There are a couple places where I probably could have sat a little farther back and I would have been fine. Um, but to be as close as I was for what I was paying and to have that more intimate theater experience, I really think people are sleeping on London for a, or I would do this every year. I would go back either by myself or as a girl's trip for theater every single year because it was 100 percent worth the money, um, you know, and if you did nothing else. And uh, I was fortunate I was able to, sneak, you know, we, I did some I uh, went to a couple museums uh, went and visited a few different markets and and did some other little tourist things too. But the main focus that that I knew I wanted to work and I wanted to be able to go to the theater because that's something that I don't feel like I have ever had enough time in London to to just. Yeah. I can see that because if you're there like a, I don't know three or four nights, that's, you're not going to do it more than once. I'm going in April for like four nights and. One of my friends wants to go to the ABBA sing-along dinner yes. theater. <laughs> oh, I That's not cheap, though. I mean, no. I think we're going to do it because Ellie wants to do it. But um, those are like $100 a ticket. They have different tiers. And I mean, yeah, you get dinner, but it's going to be a an experience. I don't know that's, if we'll be able to fit in another thing on top of that. That's one so, of those things we'll that I would absolutely love to do, but nobody would want to do <laughs> That's what she keeps telling me. She's like, no one will go with it to me with, you know, to this with me. And you're coming to town and I know you'll go. And then when I mentioned it to Ellie, she's like, oh yeah, I want to go. Cause 
mom's paying, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think we're going to do that. I don't know if we'll do, maybe we'll do. So was there, I know like if you go to Times Square, they have the tickets booth in the middle of Times Square or whatever that you can get kind of last minute stuff. Did they do something like that in no, London? There's an app. There's a couple apps that you can, and I did utilize the apps to get pricing um, a couple times because I knew I had a rough idea. I had so many nights there and I knew I wanted to see a Juliet. Um, so I had the luxury of like checking the pricing and, and kind of playing around with the availability there. Um, some of them I just bought at the box office. I think the, uh, oh, the mousetrap, I did buy that ahead of time online. And I think I saved money, um, but they were very kind. I ended up having to change my ticket for that um, uh, because the, the how the transportation was gonna be to get there. I wasn't gonna be there quite when I thought I was going to be. So they, they were very kind and they let me change the dates of my ticket for another 13 pounds or whatever. So mm -hmm. didn't, uh, didn't overpay there, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I would go back, like I said, again, and, and do just a theater focus. And, um, you know, I probably could have squeezed a couple extra things in here. There were some tours that I could have added onto this, but I feel like the mix of of time that I spent working on things. And then I feel like I had a good, um, a combination. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't feel, sometimes you feel so if I too busy, I'll feel guilty. I'm not working enough or I feel bad. I, I'm like, I should have spent more hours doing this, but this, this was a good mix for me. And, um, if anything, I wish that that had, that had been a little bit longer. <laughs> so how many times have you been to London though? Are you familiar, really familiar with it or? This is my fifth time. Okay. And so I was pretty, yeah. and it's usually a starting off or an ending point or a point in between. Mm -hmm. um, but this was, this was, I think the first, this is the most free time exploration time I've had in London, I should say, because I've always had an agenda. I'm either meeting somebody there or I'm going, you know, there's always something else I'm supposed to be doing. So this is the first time I was actually able to, well, what do I want to do? I, you know, I got this great little pocket size book of the London markets, which I, you know me, um, you know, <laughs> I have an unhealthy obsession with guidebooks. <laughs> Did you and go to like the, the borough one that's under the bridge on the South Bank? <laughs> can't remember yeah. the name of it. <laughs> so I did, I did go to the iconic, the, I think it was that one. There was uh, on Saturdays they have antiques or on Sundays they're, they have different mm -hmm. things each day. Um, one thing that I did do erroneously er, wrong uh, with this trip, that's not something that's ever been an issue for me, but I think it's worth noting because it's so funny. I did not plan out my eating well for this because typically in a city being one person, I never in three COVID did I ever have a problem just sneaking in, getting to eat at the bar or getting, you know, getting some to go takeaway food or street food. And I don't know if it was just a combination of where they were in coming back after COVID, um, maybe not having staffing where it needed to be and having people starting to travel again. Um, if, if rules had changed, but I found myself getting turned away at a lot of restaurants that I could have eaten at had I had one more person or two more people with me because they would not sit a solo at a four top 
in a lot of places in London, which is something I have never had happen anywhere before. So, uh, yeah, so I, it's, uh, I did the, this amazing, uh, gin tasting class that I was able to squeeze myself into uh, at the last minute. I just happened to go into the London distillery and they were starting a class and the guy was telling me about it. He's like, well, I got an extra spot if you want (laughs) to. So I did the gin tasting class and, and then I had kind of a very old fashioned, uh, gin trip in London where a lot of times I could get booze, but I couldn't get food. (laughs) Wow. So a lot of the the recommendations that were made for food, for brunches and stuff, um, I had a little bit of a liquid liquid brunch and then go to Pret-a-Manger and get, uh, <laughs> get my sandwich. And uh, um, So funny thing about Pret-a-Manger, so when we went to London for my daughter's um, field trip thing, my parents went to watch her sing and we were having dinner there because we were going to the theater, actually. We were going to see Wicked. So we just wanted like a quick dinner and my mom was fed up with all these restaurants telling her she couldn't have a cup of ice with her coke so (laughs) she got like this can of coke from the little you know refrigerator section and you know asked them for ice and they told her that they didn't have ice and she was like I know they have ice I know they have ice in this restaurant (laughs) I was like really mom I don't think they do you know (laughs) that's a thing they just don't and she yeah she was like sure there was ice somewhere they just were not giving it to her <laughs> at prep yeah so yeah so i think yeah. in in hindsight going back when i was like all not wanting to overplan myself on this what i should have done was made a mental note of the different markets and the different times they have food and when they're open and when the high times are to go there and just made a plan to eat. And in fact, that's when I go back and do this again, because I will do this again. I will just have my little itinerary of, uh, I've got a nice little cheat sheet now of, uh, the times and dates to go different places to eat because that was the one thing I was not counting on. I kind of thought there'd be a few more takeaway options. Um, it's so, it's such a strange thing to think like London, it's hard time, hard to find food in London. I think that probably was a sign of the times and I, I don't know. I'd be interested if people were still having that experience because I, I don't think they are. Yeah. I think it was just such an anomaly, but it was so yeah. strange because it's not something I've ever encountered before. Normally I can, you know, get, kind of well I wonder if it was this like closer to your hotel uh no this was pretty much all over the place the the Mm -hmm. restaurant at the hotel I couldn't get in there all week the poor and the staff was so amazing they were they were above and beyond um I had a little bit of an issue with a taxi driver when I got dropped off of there he um my he, his credit card reader wasn't working in the car. So he had his own credit card reader, one of the little white ones. And I mm-hmm. handed him my card to put in there. And then of course, cause he's holding on to it. He's, he pulls up and he, what he, he was trying to get me unloaded real quick in an area that you're not supposed to unload in. Uh, cause the, the hotel great, great Northern is right there on the corner of King's cross. It's at the busy, that busy mm-hmm. area there. And there's not really anywhere to pull over. Um, much like uh, the rest of the world in London, they've run out of space for people. <laughs> so, so there's no shoulder or safe place. So he's trying to get me out of the car as fast as possible. And he pockets my card and I don't even, it, I'm not even clocking it because I've looked at the card reader in the back and my card's not in there. But in my head, I'm, you know, at whatever. I get out and go in and he's got my credit card and leaves um, oh my God. <laughs> hours go by and I've got, this is my one night that I had plans. I had Cinderella tickets. I was not going to miss my VIP. And this guy's calling me. 
he calls me while I'm in line for Cinderella and I had left, you know, I tried calling the taxi company and all this with the hotel and then realized, oh, I've got to go. Um, I don't have time to, to deal with this. He had called the hotel and the hotel called me while I was in line at the theater and said, the taxi driver has your card. He'll bring it back, but he wants 25 pounds <gasps> to bring your card back. Wow. Okay. Uh, to which I said, I have already turned it off. <laughs> and he can just snip it and throw wow. it away. Um, because, you know, but he sent somebody up to the hotel and the guy, I, I told him when I talked to him, I said, I am at the theater and I will not be going back there this evening. Um, it, you don't have to send anyone to come up because just, just cut the card up. It's maybe he's three, he was three hours away. He sent somebody and the person showed up at the hotel angry and wanting money. It was the <laughs> craziest thing. And the hotel was like, oh, no, you're not going to harass our guests for um, it was this, this, the craziest thing I've ever seen happen. So wow. be careful with your cards. And uh, and I know better. And, and even I, you know, you do this yeah. a lot. Travel as much yeah. as as much. I have no excuse. I've been traveling at least a week or two weeks every month for the last couple of years and um I have no uh no clue for why sometimes my it's brain just sometimes you just let your guard down you know like you know these things but yeah I was more worried with getting my bags out and him not getting a ticket and it was just kind of rushed and um and the irony is that I realized my card was gone when I was like oh I didn't even pick a tip like I didn't mm -hmm. even get to pick like a <laughs> and then yeah so, yeah so that was very interesting um but that the hotel was so wonderful they were above and beyond and they were not going to let that person har you know har harass me and um they were very very kind but the the poor guy was beside himself because he couldn't get me in anywhere to eat and i'm like it's fine it's fine because most of the days i didn't know i knew i was going to at least try and get four or five hour blocks of work done at a time and uh, then break for something to eat and then maybe go see a show and then come back and do because of the time change. It just worked out that I would do kind of like a little bit of a split shift um, if I had calls to make or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and that that worked out for me on this trip. But uh, but the food, the food did not. I, although I love Prada Manger and I would eat there every day anyway. I can I can live on there. I mean, there. that's kind of like eating at Panera right. every day, yeah. <laughs> you know. Their, their egg salad sandwiches. I did eat at Gordon Ramsay's Street Burger and it was not good. <laughs> I should have known because it was the one place I could get into that it was not. It was oh. not good. Sorry, Gordon Ramsay. Um, <laughs> I've had other food of yours that's been great, but that was not good. Um, did have an amazing burger at Truffle Burger. Uh, I found this place, the is it Seven Points Cathedral. I took a picture of it because I knew I was going to mess up. I think it's called Seven Points Cathedral, but it's like this basically an indoor street food fair um a bunch of different street truck vendors seven dials market that's what it is seven dials indoor market highly recommended if you're looking for street food type food i mean they had everything from amazing pizza that burger that i had that uh, truffle burger was just phenomenal they have a mexican place there's a cheese place that was uh was all like cheese on conveyor belts that go around like the sushi Oh, I don't know nice. if you one of those sushi places where you pay by the plates. Well, mm. they have a place like that for cheese that I could 100% get myself in trouble with. And thank goodness it was booked. <laughs> so I couldn't get in there. Um, but the food, their fried chicken, there's uh, 
beer. There's just tons of bar- barbecue, tons of great food down there. Kind of like the street food that I was kind of hoping to find a little bit outside. Found that inside. Um, that's down not too far from the, there's a Banksy art exhibit down there too. Oh, nice. It's pretty neat. So has this changed how you're going to do your work travel from now on? Um, yeah, I think it has. I think, uh, I think this has inspired me to do, uh, take advantage of more situations like this to go back and revisit. Cause we don't get a lot of time to revisit destinations in this. Right. I mean, I have a whole list of, of experiences that I feel like I need to have in order to be the best resource I can for my clients. And those don't necessarily always line up with what I wish I could spend more time doing um, in a destination. So I think this is a great compromise. I know I'll definitely squeeze it in. And London's such one of those great places, like I said, you can squeeze Mm -hmm. it in before or after in the middle. Um, I don't think it requires too much pre-planning to have an incredible time there. Uh, The one thing I, I would have done different, the food, and then I also would have I still have never done an official tea. That's on my <laughs> list. I've never, I've never done. I know where all the the cool themed ones are, but I've never done one. Um, so that'll be on my my next list. And then, of course, spending more time in the museums. Um, that was yeah. great. Not having an agenda, not having anything to rush to, and being able to kind of take my time and go through. A lot of times when I find myself in a museum. Um, and I'm traveling, I usually only have a few hours there. Or if it's part of a schedule and we've got this or that that we're doing later, um, this was very nice to be able to walk around the museum at my own pace and just kind of make my own um, make my own little, little rules there. But I, I will definitely do it again. And I think this is a great way, not for a first visit, um, definitely never for a first visit in, in, a, in a destination, but definitely to go back to cities that uh, I'd like to do more free range, I guess, ex- exploration. And- it's almost like kind of living like a local, you know? Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our show for this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Please like our Facebook page, rate us, and be sure to tell your friends about us. You can find our previous episodes on the podcast page of outlandertravel.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to hear from you. On behalf of Donna, George, Lindsay, and myself, Sandy, thank you for joining us this week. Gotta fly. Gotta fly.